to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, we're going to be covering the final four issues of Volume 2 of TMNT. That's the comic books. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it's, it's kind of weird how, like, you know, it took us so long to get through Volume, uh, volume 1, and, like, we're literally at the end of Volume 2 now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's only been like four of our episodes because today we're doing four issues. So we're going to just be done with it. I mean, you can listen to this in less than a week. Mm -hmm. uh, we got issues 10, 11, 12, which is Descent into DARPA, The Rescue, The Escape, and The Final Battle. So 10, 11, 12, and 13. And 13, all right. Man, I said that. I set it all up and everything and then messed it up. <laughs> okay, count and save my life. 13. But, uh, there was a flood at Mirage Studios. So there's no, so there's no like, tales issues that that like take place during this time because it's like this whole volume takes place over like a week it seems yeah i i haven't read all of tales volume two because tales volume two does go back in time to places during volume one uh yeah it's all over the place yeah there could be some that take place during this time period in there but yeah those aren't published until during the time when volume four was coming out so yeah like those, those are like early 2000s like mid 2000s but before before the uh nickelodeon sale in 2007 yeah so or 2009 um but yeah but like i said like th this whole volume takes place like over a week and we i can't remember uh what we established like when does volume two take place after volume one yeah like like within like within a month because donnie still had his like cast on right it i think it's slightly longer than a week because donnie heals baxter walks all the way across the united states no Jason. he was doing he was no he was remember he was like zooming i don't think he was zooming because the thing is is like at the beginning of this like donnie does heal but by the end of these stories shadow is old enough to be playing video games Oh, true. Yeah. So it's had to been at least a year or two. Yeah, a few years. I I think like three if she's playing video games, unless she was already a year old. Well, she's yeah, she's playing video games here, but then like at the beginning of this volume, was she was she not playing video games? Like was she not old enough? I mean, but she wasn't old enough at the end of volume one. No, 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 right. But that, but then even then, like Donnie's leg wouldn't have been broken for more for more than a year. Mm -mm. right so, i don't know either way it's a short time frame yeah. but you know well i mean because that's another thing it's like if raf goes missing and there's like there's no way that he would that they'd let him be gone for like a year right well i mean they try not to let him be gone for a year but well, they try not to let him be gone at all <laughs> they have to go from new york to nevada as turtles you know, I mean, so I guess they're going to have to drive, which isn't going to take, you know, a year, but you know, it takes three gonna, days. Yeah, it takes about three days. Yeah. You know, I think it says that in the comic three days later, it shows them driving. Oh, really? Does it? Yeah. Okay. Well, spoiler so. alert. We should probably talk about those comics. Yeah. What were you saying earlier, Spencer, about a flood at Mirage? So, what ended volume two early is that there was a flood at Mirage Studios. Uh, that's why it's only 13 issues. So it was during that flood that I guess things kind of got 
taken up with that. And I think I read that on Peter Laird's blog or okay. maybe it was on Turtlepedia. Well, let's save that for a second time around. Yeah. Yeah. Because first, I'm going to tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. So this is Descending into DARPA, originally released in August of 1995. Uh, issue number 10 of Volume 2, Kevin and Peter writing, pencils by Jim, Eric Talbot on the inks, uh, Eric Vincent on colors, and Mary Kelleher on letters. Casey Shadow and April are back in their apartment. Jones is on the phone with his mom explaining recent events. Mr. Bronze arrives and Casey and tells Casey to take a walk with them. While the two men are walking through the streets of New York, Bronze explains to Jones what's really happening. You see, Bronze stopped some federal agents from rummaging through April and Casey's apartment a few issues ago. The feds want to know why the giant robot was after April and they've and that they've got Raphael. Casey asks Braun how he knows all of this info, and the bald man explains that he has a gift for finding these things out. Braun tells Casey to get his friends, and he doesn't care what they look like, so he implies that he already knows that they're the turtles. He also assures them that uh, Raph is in the hands of a group so secretive that, a f- that only a few know of their existence. Braun will honor the turtles' desire to stay hidden. Raph wakes up in a hospital bed and breaks free of his bindings. The mutant turtle then begins to search his surroundings and discovers a room full of strange, gigantic tubes, each containing some kind of alien life form. And even one of them, a triceraton. As Raph continues through the lab, he's suddenly attacked by a huge monster. And as uh, as the struggle begins, two guards enter the room and shoot them both, knocking them out. Bronze meets with the three turtles, Casey and Nobody. Uh, Bronze explains that he knows where Raph is being held and that they'll have to go uh, ha- and that they'll help the group rescue their companion. Bronze also states that he can set it up so the turtles, once the turtles return to New York, no one will ever bother them again. Leo states that they have no choice but to agree with Bronze's plan. Donnie isn't so sure that they should trust Bronze, so in an effort to win their confidence, confidence uh bronze explains his origin seems that bronze himself had been a member of darpa back in the 1950s and they performed experiments on many of their agents a group of men were given injections in hopes that their mental powers would be dramatically increased the drugs killed some of the test subjects and others had tremendous success Bronze himself developed the ability to read minds and shape other people's thoughts. Eventually, when Bronze found himself in a situation where he needed to leave, uh, but he realized they wouldn't let him go willingly. So he used his abilities to fake his own death and escape. Nobody states that DARPA won't be happy to discover that he's still alive and that the ex-agent flatly uh, states that that's his problem, not anybody else's. Before departing, Bronze tells the team that they'll need to get an early start at 4 a.m. He tells them, don't bother setting your alarm. I've already programmed your minds to wake you up then. Three days later, the group is driving in a van through the Nevada desert. They hide the van and set out on foot. Soon enough, a helicopter appears and dive bombs past them. Fortunately, there's another group of people on a hilltop trying to spy on Darper's mission, so they use that as their opportunity to make their way into the base to be continued. 
All right, that's where I pick up TMNT Volume 2, Issues 11 and 12. This is The Rescue and The Escape. Both of these were released September of 1995. Covered by Eastman Laird. Writing in pencils by Jim Lawson. Inks by Eric Talbot for Issue 11 and Jim Lawson for Issue 12. Colors by Eric Vincent. Letters by Mary Kelleher. So in Nevada, the group is wondering how they'll infiltrate DARPA. There's a lot of open space between them and the research facility, and they'll surely be spotted. They start taking note of their tools and, and options. Nobody mentions that he has some disruptors, a short-circuit electrical equipment in his bag. But Casey tells him those are for wimps in his best Schwarzenegger impersonation. A truck is driving by, and Casey jumps over a small cliff as it passes, crashing through the windshield and knocking out the drivers. His plan is to take the truck and ram it straight into the DARPA facility. Louis Bronze reveals that the reason for Casey's weird behavior is his own psychic suggestion. He made Casey believe that he was the leader of a commando platoon, although he's not necessarily responsible for the Schwarzenegger accent. The group takes the van into DARPA, but are spotted on the way and chased by a helicopter. Nobody shoots a disruptor at the helicopter and it crashes. The group gets into the facility, guns ablazing. Mike mentions that he didn't think it would be like this. The group makes their way. I really didn't. <laughs> Michelangelo. I, I got to start typing that whole thing out, man. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> uh, the group makes their way to a research lab housing some aliens in cryotubes, including a triceraton. He breaks from his tube and confronts the turtles. Turns out he's one of the triceratons from way back in TMNT volume one, issue number seven. He's one of the ones that transported into TCRI with the turtles. Bronze has released another alien who tells the Triceraton they may need to work with the turtles, not against them. They release yet another alien, a, Shin a Shinarian, and make their way to sub-level one to pick up some weapons before searching for Raph. In the weapons room, the Triceraton finds his subspace homing beacon and it's already been activated. In issue 12, we, we see space and we see a Triceraton base. Uh, the Triceratons on board mentioned that they are within, within assault range of the Earth. They set out to find the Triceratons who transported to Earth back in volume one, issue number six, but they became lost. They were able to lock onto a faint signal from the homing beacon on Earth, but the crew has been decimated by a virus and supplies are low. The beacon is now emanating an SOS, giving the crew renewed hope. The commander tells his crew to ready their assault craft. In the DARPA facility, our heroes are gearing up and find Raph in a nearby room. Michelangelo rips up a nearby cable and smashes his containment tube, reuniting the brothers. The group decides to fan out to find their way out of DARPA. Mike, the Triceraton, and the Shinarian go one way. Uh, Mike takes a detour down a hall while the Triceraton and Shinarian go the other way and are ambushed by some humans. They shoot the humans, but the, then the Triceraton murders the Shinarian. When Mike comes running back, the Triceraton claims that the other alien was killed by the humans. Michelangelo and the Triceraton meet up with the rest of the group who believe they found a way out through a bunker that opens up into a cave. They go into the cave and find a chasm with a giant starfish creature at the bottom of it. Suddenly a spike comes from the center of the creature and stabs nobody through the chest. It drags nobody's corpse down to its mouth and eats him whole. In the ensuing panic, Casey takes the tote bag that nobody dropped, pulls out and sets a small bomb 
and throws it down the chasm. The explosion severely injures the starfish creature and causes a small cave in. Luckily, the cave reveals a hole in the ceiling and the turtles climb up their new way out of DARPA. Peeking his head out of the hole, Leo sees that he is surrounded by DARPA soldiers. To be concluded. All right, so that picks up on my issue then. Number 13, The Final Battle. It was published in October of 1995. Covers by Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. And the writer, penciler, and inker is Jim Lawson. Colorist, Eric Vincent. Letterer, Mary Kelleher. So, uh, Leo ducks down and slips after being met with gunfire from poking his head out of the hole. Uh, Luckily, Raph catches him, but now they're stuck. Or are they? While they're trying to decide what they should do, they start hearing explosions above them. Don climbs up to check it out and sees that Triceratons are attacking the army that was awaiting them. The turtles use use the chaos to make a run for it and escape, and it's just absolute insanity ensues. Casey is mowing down people with a machine gun. Turtles are punching soldiers. Triceratons are swooping in. It's, it's pure craziness. But everyone makes it to the rendezvous point that they've set at the end of the airstrip. Meanwhile, up in space, we see the Triceraton ship and learn that uh, the squad that's out there doesn't think they'll even be able to make it back after this battle. And uh, they are taking too heavy of losses. And so they ultimately decide that they're going to have a warrior's death and crash their ship into Earth. Back at the airstrip, uh, Lewis, or Mr. Brom, received a premonition that the Triceraton with them is a traitor. And uh, he takes a laser blast through the chest to save Dawn. With his dying breaths, he warns them that the Triceraton ship is about to collide with Earth. Uh, the alien that was Louis's friend from earlier... Uh, asks for help to uh, tip a jeep upright, then says he's going to use a weapon that's back at the base to stop the attack from the Triceratons. The turtles offer to come with them, but he refuses and leaves and tells the turtles to make a run for it. The turtles and Casey's take off running while the alien speeds off in the jeep. Now suddenly, Lewis is sitting with him. Apparently, he used his mind powers to fake his death earlier and he's going to make them forget that all this ever happened for their protection. The alien then explains that the weapon he is going to use will make it so the Triceraton ships goes out of phase as it passes through the Earth's crust. Then as it comes back into phase, it will do so in the core and vaporize itself. As the turtles are running, they are engulfed in flames. Did the alien's plan fail? I guess not, because in the next page, Leo wakes up on Casey's couch. He asks Leo about what happened and has and Casey has no idea what Leo is talking about. They've never been in Nevada. They've never done any of this. But Leo seems that to have pretty vivid memories of this and doesn't believe it's just a dream. Uh, he gets up, looks out the windows, and uh, there is Lewis looking back, smiling up at him uh, from the sidewalk. And then Lewis walks off. The end. Riveting. What an ending. Yeah. What a, yeah. What a just the wild ending to volume two. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we get some behind the scenes details in the second time around? I think we should. Hey, nice junk. So Spencer, you mentioned there was a flood at Mirage Studios, and I've read that too, but I've only ever read it on like Wikipedia, and yeah, it, it seems like 
Wikipedia, it says that the cancellation was due to declining popularity and lagging cells, as well as a flood at Mirage Studios. Yeah. I got to think it was before issue nine, because there's an eight month gap between the publication of issue eight and issue nine. So I wonder if that's when the flood happened Mm -hmm. and they were just like, you know, wrap it up now, (laughs) you know? Yeah. To like tell your story. Cause like definitely the final issue feels very, very like rushed. Yeah. I kind of wonder if it wasn't plotted and penciled and inked during that time. And then like at a certain point they're like, okay, Cut it off. The yeah. flood's too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the cells are declining too much. Maybe they'd already licensed it out to Image, and so they were ending it. I'm not sure. how. The they whole... just took that as their, like, their sign. Like, guys, like, let's just, let's just shut it up. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if that big four-month break is part of what attributed to the cells declining so heavily might have been a part of it. I'm, as well. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, these issues were published with the rest of the bog backup. Part two was in issue 10, part four in issue 11, and part five in issue 12. Now, keep in mind, part one was in issue six, which was August of 94. So it ran from August of 94 to September of 95, over a year for a five-part backup, and it was printed out of order. And that's why that character was never popular. Now you know. Wow. Yeah. So that's why the bog was never popular. There you go. And that's it, right? The mystery solved. Yeah. So another thing I think in this is like listening to Lewis talk talk about his backstory, how he was experimented on by the government and multiple people were like, I feel like this kind of leads into the inspiration for Bishop. Like I've already mentioned that I think that DARPA is the inspiration for the EPF. Yeah. But I think that like these ideas of like, you know, also human experiments going on and people with special abilities, you know, from these programs kind of coming out of the woodwork is where that original inspiration for Bishop in the 2003 series comes from. Apparently the inspiration for Mr. Bronze was Doc Savage. Huh. Doc Savage. Yeah. And and there was a movie, Doc Savage, Man of Bronze. So. Oh, yeah. That's where he got his name from. So. So who is Doc Savage? I don't even know. He's like an old, uh, yeah, he's like, like old pulpy uh, hero, like um, man of like action. Flash Gordon. Yeah, Flash Gordon, uh, Doctor Venture's father, the the senior Venture. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of guy. Jonas Venture, old pulp uh, comic book hero. Yeah, like old like old adventure man, like the Phantom and stuff okay. like stuff like. Well, Doc Savage was like Doc Savage was literally Flash Gordon set on Earth. Okay. So does he have like brain powers then as well? Uh I don't think he does. Okay. Um but uh, maybe he does. I don't know. I've I've I know of Doc Savage, but I would be lying if I said I knew anything beyond the general like theme. Same. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't know that he does, but um he's at least like a big strong guy you know okay uh, yeah very fit person so anybody else out there knows let us know for real all um, right okay Go did ahead. we know that that the triceraton was one of the ones that they've already met or was this a triceraton that just like knew about the turtles because turtlepedia lists this as the triceraton's debut issue 
Yeah, I mean, as far as we know, we haven't like seen him seen him before, but I guess he must have been on the Triceraton planet somehow. Uh or with it's like it's like he definitely knows the turtles. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I thought he was one of the ones that came back with the Utron. Yeah, he could, from... be another, he could be. That that's probably the best explanation is he's another one that got away besides Zog. Because I, I, I thought it was Zog for a second. I was like, oh, I thought he died, but no. No, see, it says, uh, the Triceratons says, I see Destiny has brought us together again, Turtles. And there's a little asterisk at the bottom that says last time was issue seven, original series. Okay. So there, there were three Triceratons that came back. Raph killed one. One was Zog, and this is the other one. Okay. It's so weird, though, that like, like you wouldn't even know this was one of those ones mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean anyway asterisk i guess that lets you know there uh there was an asterisk on the next page i think in um the classics uh version i was reading on comiXology uh-huh. um there was an asterisk but then there was nothing yeah that asterisk okay you saw that too i was gonna bring that up in anchovies yeah the okay off or whatever clen pow clen paw how are you supposed to say it uh, yeah it was an egg and i googled it to maybe see if like it was an actual word that existed and of course it wasn't but yeah like it there's an asterisk and then no explanation that's one of you guys the original issue yeah uh clen is it means like a salt range like it's a it's a unit of distance to, okay. to assault something uh, it, it says it in the the original print it didn't make it into the idw print though okay yeah i thought i had oh here we go triceratons are in klimpla uh, which is assault range and position is what the note says okay cool all right yep that is neat yeah speaking of uh Stuff in the original print, uh, issue 12, there's like a panic in the, the letters column of that issue. People think that Mirage is shutting down or being bought by DC. And it kind of sounds like there was an announcement in the Team and T Savage Dragon crossover, the second one that might have started this, that they said like they were putting Mirage to rest or something like that. So uh, issue 12 is the, the issue where they announced that Image is taking over the book going forward. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, so there wasn't like a delay between this. It sounds like. No, hardly any at all. Because this ended in '95 and Image starts in '96. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and the another thing is that the Triceraton showing up and following the Transmat Trail all the way to Earth is another plot thread that gets picked up in the 2003 series yep. in the Worlds Collide story arc where they're looking for Professor Honeycutt. And that one's actually more of like an actual like invasion of New York story uh, and kind of ends up being a little bit uh, bigger than, than the invasion ends up being in this issue where you just kind of have a small, a small attack on DARPA, which is kept secret. More of a suicide run than an invasion. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Issue 12 has a sweet pinup by Simon Bisley. Go check it out. Um, issue 13, when everything kind of comes to an end, uh, they announced that Mirage is still going strong. Uh, they're not shutting down, but they're just out of the comic book printing business right now. Uh, they announced the Creed TMNT crossover, which I've never read. I 
don't really know what Creed is, honestly. Wow. wow. Scott Stapp's band Creed? Yeah, right? And the Ninja Turtles? This is early days, right? Now, it's like a kid with big dreads. It's it's a... With shells wide it. open. Arms <laughs> <laughs> wide open. With shells yeah. wide open. Uh, in that issue, Michael Dooney does a really good interview with Eric Larson, where Eric Larson's like really excited to kill off one of the turtles, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And the turtles are entering the digital age. Uh, they announced the official web address of the turtles, ninjaturtles.com. Uh, oh, it's still man. an active URL, but it takes you to the Nickelodeon site. Ah, yeah. Uh, I meant to say this while we were talking about that issue, but the Chinarian. Yes, uh, I it stuck out to me why it looked so familiar. Uh, because if you've if you've read the issue, the Chinarian is like this giant, like soggy looking, you know, just bloated thing with like a nose and no eyes. And then it hit me, um, it's literally Droopy McCool from Jabba's band in Return of the Jedi. Oh, and that, and if you go check our group chat right now, I just <laughs> dropped a picture of Droopy McCool in there. Um, oh, you're right. It's literally yeah. Droopy McCool. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so I would love to talk to Jim Lawson and ask him if that was the uh, inspiration behind that because uh, Turtlepedia doesn't mention anything about this. And uh, had not having these original issues, I don't know if that got brought up in a letters uh, column, but I just wanted, didn't think he would notice, didn't think I would notice, but I did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any mention of it. I haven't seen any mention of that anywhere. Uh, I thought I, it looked familiar I, though, but that's I don't cool. think I'm the first one to ever notice that, but uh, <laughs> I will take credit for the first person noticing that. You think he just really... <laughs> You think Jim Lawson just hates the clarinet so much that he got the clarinet player from uh, Jabba's band and, and murdered him by a triceraton? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, Droopy McCool, man, he was he was a member of Max Rebo's band, not not Jabba's band. He, they played at Jabba's Palace. Okay. Um, yeah, because Max Rebo's back now. Max Rebo's back. If you're watching Book of Boba Fett, yeah. Um, Whoa, spoilers! Right, so well, yeah, um, but he is not. He has not shown up with Max Rebo in Book of Boba Fett. So don't don't worry. They haven't done anything with Max Rebo like what the Clone Wars did with like the little seeing alien lady that came in the size noodles. Yes, how they gave her like this whole entire like story that where she straight up was like Zyro's girlfriend. And anyway, Uh, he was zero, not zero. Sorry, I know. Uh, No, but Droopy McCool. and he played not a clarinet, but the Chindinkalu flute. It's very obviously. A and according to his canon and uh, entry on Wikipedia, his body released a vanilla-like smell. Wow! How nice. Interesting. Man, the so. things that the details that they come up with for Star Wars—the most random details. <laughs> They will. They will not explain so many things, but they will tell you that Droopy McCool smells kind of like vanilla. You know what? That's 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 world building right there. That's um, but uh, Droopy McCool is a Kintanak or a Kitanak, uh, where as in Turtles, Droopy McCool is a Chinarian. So 
Hmm. I don't know. Some, some, somebody, somebody got some wires crossed there. Yeah. So my last thing is that uh, those like portable like flying things that the the, the triceratops. Oh, oh yes, I had this one too. And they have their arms in the things. Mm-hmm. Like like it's just like a a thing they're standing on. It's, yeah, it's like it's things. like this uh, it's like this uh, flying like not really a jetpack like kind of like a um, it, it's like a little apparatus like they're standing in. Yeah. What were you gonna say? It's like a full body jetpack. Anyway, the thing is, is that the Triceratons also fly around in these in the 2003 series. They come back. Okay, but do you get the reference for it? No, I do not. It's the Astro Harness, right? It is the Astro Harness that uh, Orion from Jack Kirby's New Gods flew around in. I thought the I thought his had handlebars on the front. It it did. It's the same. It's the same thing. Uh huh. As as that, just you know, a little different, but yeah. it is it is the astro harness. It's very similar. Yeah. So it's, it's the same the same way that the Droopy McCool is the Chinarian. No, right? no, Droopy McCool <laughs> is literally ch- the Chinarian. This is <laughs> this is uh, what is it? What is the term? Uh, Loosely based. Legally legally distinct, but legally distinct. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no, I, I noticed that too. And I was like, they snuck in a Jack Kirby reference because we know how much they love their Jack Kirby. That's awesome. Yeah. Did they use those uh, when they visit the Triceraton homeworld? I don't, rem- like I don't remember that. Um, I don't remember them actually like flying around on the Triceraton homeworld. Okay. Yeah. I don't think huh. they were there. But, uh, but like the, them flying around in, on here like on earth like i definitely like caught that yeah that's awesome well is that all everyone's got for this i think so um yeah i think that is everything i got for that so we're ready to talk about our anchovies then nobody likes anchovies all right so in issue 10 they seem to just have this random guy with them and then you realize it's nobody in the next issue when they give him his costume (laughs) Thank you. It took me forever. I'm like, who is this? Yeah, Jack and Abe. Where did he come okay. from? <laughs> I I knew it was nobody though. Like, because well, who because, else? Could... Because we'd already seen nobody like come to New York. That's true. So like, I I just kind of remembered that it was that new that nobody was there. Yeah, I, some of that could be because it's been so long since we've read the last story arc. I mean, literally last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had trouble with that too. I thought it was like one of Bronze's friends or something. I know. I was like, like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, but it was like, I mean, you you would you would think that it wasn't nobody though, because um, like Bronze is very much talking about the turtles, uh-huh. like saying, "I'll protect your friends' identity." So yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like nobody, that's his superhero identity, but like that's not who you immediately think of when you're like, "I'll keep your friends' secrets safe." You're like, you, you think of the turtles, right? Mm-hmm. So. It'll be funny though if Bronze came down those stairs like, wait, you guys know other just regular humans? This is strange. It's like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. And then the the other thing that I kind of have is that like Lewis being who he is and like being there in their apartment is like such a massive coincidence. And like, granted, there like there's a lot of coincidences used in some Ninja Turtle storytelling, but it does get to the point where it's like, how many coincidences 
can you have you know it's a little too convenient yeah yeah um what i would have loved to see after knowing uh bronze's backstory now Mm -hmm. bronze should have been uh the immigrant in city at war like he should have been able to like kind of see what's going on and so you kind of set up like the character of like something's going to happen like with this guy then you find out in volume two like this guy's whole deal Hmm. but i I just say like that that would have been a better like long long game kind of play yeah yeah it is very convenient but it also does set up that nice drama of like well we have no leads for Raphael at the end of issue nine which it would have been interesting if because he knows things he knows that these people have seen the turtles and are probably looking for a chance to nab them and so then he therefore moves in with casey and april to help and protect these things because he doesn't want more things getting kidnapped like the aliens like if they could have just like added like a small detail like that in there it would have just kind of made the whole thing like come together and not be like wait yeah. what? this guy just knows all this stuff <laughs> yeah I, I can see that yeah yeah cool. i think what, what, what kind of got me about it it's like he, he doesn't know the future mm-hmm. but it's like he he kind of pretends like like he manipulates the things to kind of read the future because he'll know how people are going to react mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah he knows like when he says when he like when he says like i promise you no one will ever bother you again because he wipes everybody's memories uh-huh uh so it's like what if what if it didn't take you know, has he ever encountered a, like, you know, somebody that he couldn't wipe their mind or can or like replay their memory? Because obviously it's not it's not perfect anyway. Because like when he programs Casey, um, you know, Casey turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie character. Yeah, well, and Leo seems to remember Nevada. Yeah, so. like Leo remembers. Yeah, like Leo remembers Nevada. So it's like. It is so his reprogramming is not perfect. Well, well, because the thing is, is like it does have the caption of remember and then something else. And so it looks, in my opinion, it seems like he lets Leo remember. You know, he no one else gets to, but for whatever reason, he decides that Leo will be the one to remember. But yeah. I don't know. Speaking of anchovies and Casey being Schwarzenegger. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Like, I think it went on a little too long. It was kind of cute, um, but like Casey's already a pretty big badass. So to make him like also Arnold Schwarzenegger on top of that yeah. just kind of takes away from Casey. You know, I I just I loved the I loved the explanation of him. Like I programmed him to be a tactical badass, mm-hmm. and then Casey just his brain putting that on top of. Like putting yeah. the Arnold the Arnold Schwarzenegger personality on top of that reprogramming, I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't like is that uh, they saw that it was a problem because Casey was, you know, he took out that truck and then, like, you know, almost killed himself and others, and like, Bronze didn't turn it off, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> like it, it never like beyond that one moment it never really helps them out like it 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 does because he just does stuff but at the same time like he's constantly putting them in danger 
and yeah, it just, I don't know. It just didn't, after that joke, I think he should have just turned it off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, this thing is like they kind of needed him to continue to be that way. I mean, I guess they didn't need him to be that way for the rest of the series, but no, they didn't use like, it for sure still as it goes on. You know, he does all sorts of stuff with like the bike and everything else. I just feel like they're able to kick like Casey's insaneness with it from like a 10 to an 11, you know, for this story. Yeah. Because he does seem to have a problem with like killing people, but at the same time, like they needed him to kill people. <laughs> yeah. I kind of just chalked it up to like bronze doesn't know his whole backstory and everything, or maybe, maybe he does. And he knows that he, he has problems killing people and that's why he made his mind that way. I, don't I know. mean, that kind of makes, that kind of makes it even worse in that sense. Cause it's like, if he can read Casey's mind and he knows Casey's got problems killing people because of what happened in volume one. Yeah. Like, and he's just basically reprogramming Casey to kill more people knowing how traumatic that was for him already. But then That's he kind can, of a dick move, Bronze. Yeah. <laughs> but then That's he kind can, of a dick move. And just justify the means sometimes, I guess. Yeah, right. you'll just make him forget about it when it's over. It's fine. I, I mean, That's yeah, true, granted, yeah, he doesn't remember yeah, granted, it. He yeah. does, but, ooh, that, is, that, that does not make me like Bronze. Yeah. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a little weird in, um, in the reprints that we're reading um spencer i know you noticed this the triceraton uh is one color in issue 11 uh-huh then another color in issue 12 and then like another color in issue 13 yeah, yeah. Go from like blue to orange it's really strange. and then yeah and then back to blue yeah so it was it was just a weird uh coloring inconsistency well, it's one of those things where they get like I, th- I think they just get like a different person to color each issue you know or and so like there's like no continuity between issues and it comes to colors like everyone has their own color they want to to color things i guess and that's just what ends up happening which is just it's so weird that like they let that happen because yeah. like you had i mean because it's not even like you're doing this like issue to issue like you have like you know time in between like you're doing this all for a collection it's and weird so, that it's in the same collection. Like and, if it was yeah, two that's different what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand. But. Yeah, like if it was if it's if this was like collection seven and collection eight, like I could kind of understand that because okay, maybe you forgot or whatever. But it's like it's literally issue to issue in the same collection. Like this, you should have definitely caught that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where it feels like they colored it and they're like, well, we already colored it, so send it through. <laughs> They're going to buy it yeah. anyway, whatever. Right. Um, I do feel like, like, like I said, I, I think part of this, this last four issues was already plotted and written and drawn. I get the feeling that the series was canceled somewhere between issues 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can almost like pinpoint the page. It's right when the group like breaks up, the Chenarian gets killed and then they just like meet up again and find a cave. Like, from there, it's just like a breakneck pace. It's like, what's up with the starfish thing? Why did the Triceraton murder the other alien? Claim it was an ambush. Like, not a whole lot even really comes from that. It yeah. seems like there was a lot more that was supposed to happen, but like, what it was, was like, all right, you're on the last page of issue 12, wrap it up in 13. And well, I mean, what was up with even the other alien that Raph fights in issue 11? Yeah. Yeah. What like, was that about? I mean, like, nothing, we never see that one again. Mm hmm. 
and it's like he implies that like um uh what was it what was the other alien called again um like the flathead alien oh i can't even remember i i just refer to him as lewis's friend or bronze's friend because did we get a name for him because i don't remember because we have the chinarian i don't think we do the triceraton oh, let me flip through my book and see if i can find it real quick but i don't i don't think he gets a name yeah, I don't remember seeing one. I because I was looking for it when I was writing my summary. Oh, asteroidian. Asteroidian. Okay, I guess there was one that I missed. That doesn't sound. Familiar. I hmm. I wonder where that comes from because I don't remember reading that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that that's coming from Turtlepedia. So, I'll buy it. <laughs> asteroidian. I like it. It's a yeah. fun name. I I mean. Yeah, and like, yeah. So the asteroidian like implies that like they can't free the other aliens because they they won't survive outside of their tubes, which sucks. Um, that he just leaves them there, and then I can't remember. Like, was their plan always to like blow up the base, or they just they just needed to get out, right? Well, their plan wasn't to blow up the base. I think the base blew up when the oh yeah, when the triceratons triceratons came. Yeah, freaking triceratons, man. Yeah. Always, always the problem. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I like hate it or not, but I like nobody, so it makes me sad when he dies. I was just like, no, nobody. Oh man, well, it, you don't even see it coming. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's it like does... a total like Bubba Fett in the Sarlacc pit moment, you know? Like, okay, so, so yeah, so because that was that was kind of like out of nowhere. Um, what? now Turtlepedia does not list it that as his death. Oh, he survives then. They don't list that, like, because they they marked who died in these issues, uh-huh. and so nobody it does not say he died. All right, then. Well, yeah, there's like two follow up tales issues to this. One is uh, Bronze coming back, and I think he like regives even them though he's memories. impaled in the chest and swallowed by the monster that you know died under a cave in after being exploded. They yeah, don't say he that he died. Did <laughs> he get out of the Sarlacc? He he comes back in Tales Volume Two. He's got the whole whole issue about it about what happened to him. Oh man, we got to read that. That's that's incredible. If Bubba Fett can come out of the star, like like this is nobody's Bubba Fett moment, you know. I got to read. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. My last intro is like what we've already been talking about. Like the ending just feels rushed, you know. Kind of like they were just like, we got to finish it. You know, they kind of slapped it together real quick. Yeah. Even like, so Bronze fakes his death, right? And then he's like, my next step is to erase all their memories. It's like, well, then why did you fake your death? Because <laughs> they're not yeah, going to remember that like, you fake your death, just, right? Just program everybody so that they don't remember what you look like. You're like. Yeah, like, why did you have to fake your death there? Yeah, I think it's, you know, that's the a plot point that Lawson had that he wanted to use. And then he was rushed to get the thing done and just kind of overlooked the fact that nobody's going to remember that this guy faked his death. You know? Yeah, yeah, like nobody's going to remember that he faked his death. And it's like, you know, you just program that they don't remember that they don't remember what you look like. Like, it, there's a lot of weird contrivances yeah. to to Bronze's part in trying to keep his identity hidden. Because mm-hmm. then on top of that, like, he promised he promised that he'd respect the turtles and like obviously the turtles are going to respect you dude like i get that he doesn't want to take the chance i guess but it's just it's just weird 
mm-hmm. especially because like because of because of the way it ended with them rushing everything it's like we don't like it literally it feels like i skipped several pages and granted that's what it's supposed to feel like like you know they're the asteroidian and uh bronze are driving towards the base and then it's leo waking up mm-hmm. um i mean after you know the asteroid crashes and leo's face is burnt off and it's like if leo's face like if the asteroid did crash and like the you know everybody was hurt like that and then bronze like saved the day and then just wiped everybody's memories like we saw like leo's face getting burned in that explosion yeah so maybe he healed on the three-day car ride back to new york (laughs) i guess and did bronze drive them all back like him and the asteroidian did they did he drive them all back well yeah where's the asteroidian even after all this the thing is is like for example um earlier it was given that bronze could implant like an alarm in their brain to make them like wake up later so the thing is is he could have had a program in their brains that like when you get home you suddenly will just forget that it happened when you wake up type thing oh yeah no like he like that's definitely him shaping their thoughts like he definitely deleted it out of their brains i get that yeah but i'm I'm just talking about like you know leo's like visibly damaged in that explosion yeah that that part like and then like less than a couple days later like he's fine and just on this on the couch with with shadow and it's like that's the thing though is like that part could be the implanted memory that makes him possibly like lets him remember it but also question whether it was a dream or not is the fact that he remembers himself no but 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 my my point is when did he have time to heal well this thing i I think what spencer's saying is that could be a a fake memory like him being healed is a fake memory so him him burning up is a fake memory Mm mm-hmm Oh, I, I don't like that. You then think it's a dream because those memories are a dream because then you wake up from the killing thing, you know, the thing that gets you. God, this goes back to like the first issue with like the weird Mikey movie thing. Yeah. But see, like this is what bronze did to Leo. It, it's, it's, it worked on you just now. Right? Uh, I, I don't it. believe that I burned up because uh. I'm healed right now. i hate it (laughs) i don't like it it's Uh, called mind taking god i don't like that um (laughs) and it's like did bronze wipe shadow's mind too she doesn't say anything but it's like you know no idea but the other best part about all this is since they wiped their memories they're just gonna be walking around being like where's nobody (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen him out patrolling in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. Don- Donatello's gonna be like, didn't nobody come with me to New York? Yeah. I think Donatello would be like, you know, I know it's like cell phones aren't popular yet, but should we give him a call or something? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like, how far and how far back did did uh bronze wipe their memories? Like, did he wipe Baxter? I don't think so. Did he wipe well, I mean, he couldn't have wiped Baxter because Donnie has Baxter in volume four. Right. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go talk to Jim Lawson. Man, Jim, I need you to answer some questions. You would have had to wipe starting after Casey's place was broken into. 
because Casey sends April and Shadow to April's aunt. It would be weird if they all didn't remember that. <laughs> you know? yeah, like if, that if April was like, wait, what am I doing in my aunt's house? You know? Well, that and, like, <laughs> and then Bronze has lived at the apartment uh, for how long? Like, he's know. lived there for years. Longer. Yeah, longer than April. A lot longer than April. April bought it. Right? Yeah, yeah, which is a couple months at least. So it's like they're going to notice that like, hey, why has this apartment been vacant for so long? Yeah. I mean, who knows? He, he probably did some extensive programming and, and 40 chess we, that we just will never be able to get around to and explain all of, you know. It's playing chess through this fabric of space-time. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to talk about what we liked about these issues? I think so. And I love being a turtle! So I love being a turtle. I like that they just bring nobody with them. Like their brother's missing. Like Raphael is, is gone. And they're just like, do you want to come help us invade a government facility and get our brother back? And nobody's just like, oh, yeah, man, I'll do that. Is yeah, nobody like, like laid off during this time or something? Like he's a <laughs> cop. You, they have to work pretty long hours, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, vacation. That, that's what I meant. Like, does anybody notice that he's gone? I mean, no, he's, he was nobody. He's just some uh, nobody, yeah. <laughs> it's a small enough town that, you know, out there that he, he no one realized out in the country. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I jump. Uh, I'm just going to skip over issue 10 because we're talking about nobody already. And all my notes for issue 11 are about nobody. So nobody shoots down yet another helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that. It's just, and it's just like, oops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he has the same reaction to the first time he does it. There's also, I love this part because nobody's got this bazooka and he's just, he's ready to use it at every every moment. And there's that part where Casey's like, you don't need to blow open this door with your bazooka. He takes the motorcycle, he rams through the door, he shoots at the motorcycle and blows it up, right? It's it's a really cool action scene. But then there's like two or three more doors that still need to open. And every time, nobody's blowing it up with a bazooka. <laughs> yep. They never just like use the handle or anything. It's always... Nobody. He was just like ready to go with that bazooka. <laughs> and then I love, I love when they're on the helicopter, um, and or not the helicopter, but they're, uh, uh, he's getting ready to like, he pulls out the bazooka and is like loading it. And Mikey's like, uh, he's like, don't worry about it. It's just a disruptor. Yeah. What do you uh, think that's when he does, that's when he does blow up the helicopter. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he disrupts like... it, and then the helicopter, of course, isn't working anymore, <laughs> yeah. and it falls and crashes. Yeah, I don't know what he thought. I thought. I think he maybe thought he was going to take out like their comm system or something, but like it, it just cuts all the electricity to the helicopter. So of course the helicopter just falls out of the sky immediately. <laughs> That's the thing is like, nobody's just like really overzealous. And it seems like whenever he gets a chance to play with some new toys, he like does not pass the chance up. He's like, Oh yeah, this disruptor, I'm going to use it. Just <laughs> <laughs> but that's definitely my favorite part of these issues is how unhinged Casey and and nobody are mm -hmm. because they are just absolutely unhinged doing like the craziest most over-the-top action like bad tv a-team stuff the whole time yeah I love Lawson's layouts for some of those action shots like uh in issue 10 there's a good like one page spread of rafts struggling to get off the table that's like way cooler than anyone like sitting up has any right to be uh there's a good like when casey's doing the motorcycle through the hallway it's all like one page with yeah no separate panels they all kind of bleed into each other it's master of his craft 
Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like Peter Laird says that he's a great storyteller with his art, that his art is excellent storytelling. And like, it is like, he does have some problems with like, you know, with uh same face, you know, faces kind of all looking the same. And like, there are, you know, like it's definitely not everyone's cup of tea as far as like his style goes and the way it looks, but I mean, we did get a lot of loss and jigs in, in yeah. <laughs> all those hallways. This thing is like, uh, undeniably, though, you know exactly what's going on. And he is just really good at making you see and tell what is going on in the story with just his art. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like words. I think the only the only <laughs> panel I had an, I had an issue with was um, in the canyon in issue 11 when they're like getting out of the van. And it, this might have just been in the reprint, um, but it there's no break in the panel between them getting out and then and them walking away from the van. Yeah, yeah, that kind of threw me off. But oh, okay, so this, so that's in the original too, or yeah, yep. Uh, okay, yeah, he, yeah. So it's hard to describe, but basically, there's no like gutter in between panels. Like he just like does one page of all action. And then every now and then he'll do something like that, where it's just like the bottom of the page is like them getting out of a van and them walking and there's no gutter panel to it. Yeah. So it just looks like there's twice as many people in that scene. But my, my point is, is like, yeah, like the, the thing where he's sliding and like doing his, you know, with the, with the motorcycle, it's the motorcycle, like you can tell exactly what action is going on in that panel and just see it. Yeah. It really easily. So yeah, in my like, I think he is a really amazing storyteller with his with his uh, art, and I think that's why Peter Laird, you know, Peter Laird compliments him on it and loves using him for his story so much. You know, besides the fact that they're probably friends, is that he is an excellent storyteller mm-hmm. with his art. I like that you picked up on the kind of a lost plot thread, but like, what happened? What were the Triceratons thinking when like three of their brethren were transported across the galaxy mm-hmm. that's that's a cool it's a plot thread that you don't think is really lost but like it kind of naturally makes sense so like I'm glad that he picked up on that and i know we're past the point in this book where like there was a lot of really good character work early on right and like i mentioned like lawson knows these characters inside now like you could really feel like Raph's wanting to be solitary and leo like what are we going to do with our life? Like the struggle of a leader. But even in these issues, there's little moments where like Mike will say something that just reminds you that like, he's the optimist of the group. Like he doesn't think things were going to be like this. And he has a very, very negative reaction to uh, the, the Shinarian dying, but like, he just kind of understands like, we, I just have to get through this so I can get through my life. You know, mm-hmm. like he's still laying down some good character moments, even though this arc is mostly just like a action Schwarzenegger movie yeah and once again i think that probably comes from it being very rushed but yeah yeah i'll say like to me like the bad parts of of this whole volume and especially this arc seem to come from external forces like it the flood uh little sales and getting canceled halfway through like it's really not a bad series it's just like it wasn't given enough time and then it was rushed to a conclusion so that image could take it over you know yeah it's not not the fault of the writer at all uh-uh. yeah like that that's really my only complaint is that it's like outside forces kind of forced it to rush 
Yeah, you talk about all these like contrivances or like, like I said, like why does bronze fake his death if he's just going to erase everyone's mind anyway? But like, that's a that's an issue when you rush an ending, you know? Mm. It's, yeah. yeah. Also, earlier I said that I didn't like that nobody died, but also at the same time, the way he died, well, apparently didn't die, it was kind of hilarious. Like it was just so I don't know where he just suddenly like gets stabbed and like takes him down. That yeah. I I also thought it was funny. I was like, oh no, nobody. But then I was kind of like, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody died in this issue. What? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a terrible violence against characters, I really love that page of like Leo jumping through the fireball and then like his face melting off at the end. Like I think that's a really good page. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I really like the, how they have the Triceratons in this, like how it just really shows like their warrior way of living, you know, like their honor, like, you know, where warriors will die like warriors type thing. You know, I don't want to die of starvation. I want to die like a warrior. Uh, all that kind of honor, almost kind of like samurai code type stuff going on mm-hmm. with them that they've, it's kind of been baked into their, their characters. Yeah, he's got, uh, they got some line that's like, you, you won't deny me a death without honor or something like that. It's a good line. Yeah. And so I really like that aspect of the Triceratons. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I I won't say this, this volume is overrated or underrated. I think it's just completely overlooked. Like, I don't know that a lot of people even have ever read it. Yeah. yeah like, I, I kind of wish like this was all just collected in one volume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um kind of kind of just on its own like tmnt volume two in, instead of being spread out in in uh classics like it is yeah but yeah i mean i i thoroughly want to go back and get the rest of this issue uh of this volume like in, in the actual like single issues yeah but yeah it's it's a really cool really cool fun story uh you know even if it is a little rushed at the end i think volume two is definitely worth reading uh, if you're a Ninja Turtle fan, yeah, uh, I def- definitely, um, I definitely think that this is a better read than a lot of Volume One. But also at the same time, like it, this is kind of at that point, like where they they kind of know all these characters now, right? Yeah, they've they've really figured it out and nailed it all out at this point, and they they know where what direction they're taking it all in. Yeah, it's got a hearty recommend from the from the podcast. From the three of us, the three of us, it's a definite pick it up, (laughs) and then send me the single issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really wish that they would have reprinted this in a easier to find way that made it like easier to find, easier to read. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest reason why it gets overlooked now. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, because because like I said, it's tucked in the last couple volumes of classics and it's like if you didn't really know about classics like you you would just assume that it you know oh okay it's just more of that it's like no like this is actually the volume two of the original mirage series yeah it's kind of a big thing it feels like it kind of needs what they did to volume three where like they called it urban legends like it it all fit under that umbrella like it needs its own it, it needs its own collection yeah and it's like it's it's only thirteen issues. So if you wanted, you d- you didn't have to put it in one book. You could literally spread it out over, you know, two two three uh, volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's really a shame that they didn't do it that way. 
Uh, hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in reading them, you'll now be able to find them and, and enjoy them yourself. Yeah. Because they're good. They're fun. It's Turtles Classics, 8, 9, and 10, I believe. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Should we get on to the news? Yeah, let's talk about news. This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. News music. I don't. I don't remember that part of the song. Like I said, I went out from the from the video games. That's like <laughs> uh, that's when the turtles like unshrink New York, right? Yeah, that's it. There you go. Sorry, go ahead, Spencer. What we got for news this week? Uh, comic books. We are getting the issue one twenty five of the ongoing series that's going to be on January 19th, the day after this episode releases. So, so head on down to your local comic book store. Yeah, and we're getting our actual like appearance of the punk frogs in the IDW series. So, so remember, it's awesome. not... So when you go down to your local comic book store, don't ask for Ninja Turtles 125. Ask for the Teenage Mutant Punk Frogs. Yeah. Remember they, they took over the book? Right. Yeah, they have they they have it so the title is spray painted, scratched out, and says punk frogs. Now I've said this before, I want to go on record one last time before this issue comes out. There's uh, yeah, because well, we're gonna find out next week. Yeah, there's seven punk frogs on the cover. Now there are only four in the in the cartoon, right? Napoleon, Genghis, Rasputin, and, and Attila. Attila, thank you. Mm-hmm. I think the other three are gonna be named after the battle toads, Rash, Zit, and Pimple. So you, you heard it here first, going on record. And if it know. doesn't, and if it doesn't come true, only Keith is the one who believes that. Right, right. <laughs> two, of them, two of the new ones are girls, so I'm gonna guess like maybe Mary for like Bloody Mary, mm. and Ursabet for like the Blood Countess. Like that's kind of a a, a royalty leader person. It was the only okay. women terrible figures in history that I can think of. <laughs> oh okay that's where you were going okay that are, that are like old. i was like where are you getting these names <laughs> well you know because that, like, that makes sense like attila you've got you know if they're keeping the theme granted they maybe they won't even keep the theme and they'll just use totally just different names no, no, it, no it, it makes it makes total sense i just didn't know where you were getting those names from <laughs> I, I was getting i was thinking of like terrible <clears throat> <laughs> royalty family people from like kind of older history no yeah so Ersabet was like a countess that straight up just murdered girls in a village for fun uh i i i honestly hope you're right because i would i would just die laughing it would See, be pretty funny but i would I'm, die laughing if uh like you thought this through like uh these these female identifying toads are also named after like terrible females in history but then like one of them is named after like a relative of yours like like an aunt or something <laughs> like i don't know that's how my brain works <laughs> have to be i like, like spencer's theory a little bit more Keith. sorry sam sam we'll see we'll see if they keep the theming or not <laughs> Uh, In bad news this week, uh, today, as we record this on the 12th of January, uh, the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show is no longer available for streaming on Hulu. I literally found this out this morning. 
Yes. And this, I mean, this is just speculation. I could be totally wrong, but this could turn into good news because they could put it up on Paramount Plus and that might yeah. be off of Hulu. Which makes, which makes 100% sense that mm-hmm. that's what would happen um, because 2012 was the first, you know, was the first show from Nickelodeon. So like it's 100% wholly owned and produced by Nickelodeon, just like Rise was. Mm-hmm. So it makes total sense for it to go on uh, Paramount Plus. So I hope that is where it ends up. Yeah, and then you can get like a good chunk of your Ninja Turtles all in, at least your Ninja Turtles cartoons all in one place. Yeah, honestly, like it it sucks that 87 is not available for streaming yet um, anywhere. But uh, the fact that you can watch all of 2003, the first season of Rise, and hopefully if 2012 goes to Paramount Plus, you can watch that there too. Like Paramount Plus will be your one-stop shop mm-hmm. for Ninja Turtles, uh, at least the cartoons. Yeah, I mean, the movies, they're probably going to stay with HBO Max since Warner Brothers bought out New Line, and they're also the ones that made TMNT. That's probably where your movies are always going to be. You know, they're currently on Netflix, so it's not like they don't go other places. Yeah. But Yeah, that was yeah. A, they got added to Netflix, uh, what, last week, and um, yeah. like right after we recorded last week. And it, yeah, it was a pretty, that was a pretty cool um, thing. Like, I'm glad more people have access to watch that kind of stuff. Um, there is a rumor heavily speculated rumor and we were talking about it in our group chat um that net like the reason why netflix oh man is this when he goes i out? think we lost him <laughs> of course this is when he goes do you know what rumor he's talking about no no i i don't know of anything that's being rumored at all hmm. the next mutation is coming back I have no idea. Right. Next Mutation was on Netflix for quite a while. I think, it's now back I, it. so I think I saw someone mention it, so it might be back up on there. Yeah. It'd be cool if Paramount Plus can get it. I don't know who Saban really puts stuff up under. Would it be Disney? Is that who kind of does the Power Rangers? Because I remember them being on One Day Saturday Mornings or ABC Kids. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that they're like a Disney property yeah they just kind of seem like they partner up with whoever right let's see um i'm just trying to think of what streaming service they'd go under netflix does kind of seem like the the place that takes the strays right i also wouldn't be surprised if they like if if sabin entertainment tries its own streaming service you know like here's all your power rangers and They've done other shows, you know, VR Troopers and uh, Digimon and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. They they really shouldn't. I don't think it'll be successful. Wait, they did not, Digimon. Yeah. Sorry, they did Digimon. Yeah, it was like it. first three Digimon series. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Well, they dubbed it. I guess they didn't like. Yeah. Make it. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I guess that's what I mean. I had no idea. But that aired on WB, so WB Kids. Distributed and providing music for TV programs produced by other companies as well. Uh, okay. Inspector Gadget, Super Mario Brothers, and Dragon Ball Z. Hmm. Are we talking about? Uh, Sub- Saban. 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 There we go. I'm Saban. Yeah. Yes, that's it. I, yeah. 
I can pronounce it if I say the first name. Heim Saban and Shuki Levy. Shuki Levy. We were just wondering if the next mutation could ever end up on Paramount Plus. That is a good question. Um, that is a good question. Where did I leave off, by the way? Uh, heavily rumored. Yeah. Uh, let's just cut the whole thing. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Oh, cool. And then we did, in fact, talk about it and not cut it out. <laughs> what was the rumor? We were trying to figure it out. Uh, it was what we were talking about. There was that tweet I sent you guys where um, they were saying that like the reason why Netflix got the movies is because like they're going to develop Turtles content specifically for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And we were like, no, like, it doesn't make sense because Paramount Plus exists. Yeah, I think that was just me and you that commented on it. Oh, we- yeah. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. It was It was that thing. All right. So pretty much there's this rumor going out that there was going to be even more Rise content coming to Netflix uh, in like pretty much in the next year. Like year or two. Yeah, because like the movie is basically the launch of Rise 2.0, this guy was saying. And I was like, no, like this isn't like Spencer and I were like, no. Yeah, they they pretty much said that like there's going to be a Rise (laughs) 2.0 series that was going to be like FLCL uh fully coolie i think is like another thing that people call yeah it's fully it's fully coolie yeah fully coolie and i've I've watched the whole series and like it's it's one of those series where you watch it and it's like very trippy and very weird and it's like definitely supposed to be metaphorical for something probably coming of age Mm -hmm. uh yeah and like rise is already so hyperkinetic that like going for like a fully coolie thing is just there's no way that they're doing that for the kids. They're not going to. There's be- no way they're doing. Yeah, there's no way they're doing that for, for kids. There's no way they're doing that as, like as much as I love Rise, they're not doing more Rise after the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like they're just they're just not like, I'm hesitant to say that it's a failure because I I still don't believe it was, but as the this wasn't the massive success it just wasn't the massive 87 and 2012 were yeah in 2003 which it never was going to be right and so i think comparing it to 87 or two or 2012 does doesn't really make the best argument well there's too too many factors that have changed outside of turtles the thing is is also whenever you try and compare anything as far as like how good it is based on its popularity it just doesn't really work either. I mean, if you look at, you know, I mean, there's different things throughout history that are appreciated for, for one reason or another, you know, like I love the Phantom Menace and a lot of people that are my age do when they love the prequels, but there's people that are older that, yeah, tell you they're absolutely garbage movies and they're not that good at all. Uh, you know, there's older people that, you know, people like uh, Emily Dickens or, you know, and granted, you know, these people made like quote unquote fine art, not, not Ninja Turtles TV cartoons, but my point is, is that like Emily Dickinson and like, what's his face, uh, big painter, Pablo Picasso weren't appreciated till after they died. You know, like it wasn't until much later people were like, oh yeah, like these people's art is, is incredible. This poetry they wrote is amazing. We don't recognize it until now at the time it wasn't popular. No one cared about it, you know? Edgar Allan Poe, same thing. Yeah, like like I've been saying, like Turtles Rise is gonna find its fans, and it it already is because like I've seen a lot of it, a lot of the um, the general like apathy toward it. Like you get a lot of dudes that are like, "Hey, I finally watched it. It's not as bad as I thought it was." 
mm-hmm. or like I stuck with it and it, you know it actually made a lot of sense and was fun um you get you get a lot of that which we knew was going to happen yeah you know it's dude it's the same thing that happened with 2012 you know it's the same thing that happened in 2003 everybody hated it at first and then you give it a chance and you know you find what you like about it yeah i just think history is repeating itself like it always does we had had always does really really acclaimed series that ran for a long time uh the next mutation then the really good 2003 series now we've had 2012 critically acclaimed series that ran for a long time rise which uh hit or miss you know people it's divisive if nothing else it's it's very divisive you know it's very divisive and i get it what's after Um, next mutation something good what's after rise something really good right i mean and that's the thing is like is the next thing going to be really great yeah i don't know we'll see yeah i mean it's one of those things like i are we is this going in is this going in the show yeah, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave the. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. We're gonna actually end up talking about the rumor we decided to cut out. <laughs> we, yeah, we circled yeah. back. Just to put it at the end, right? Just kind of cut it and put it at the end. I don't know. Uh, well, hey, uh, do we have any other news to talk about? Uh, you know, toy news. There's nothing really this week. Uh, the Catwoman of Channel Six set is still showing up in uh, your local targets. Um, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Well, uh, Spencer, what are we going to do next week? Next week, we're going back to the 87 cartoon. <gasps> we are. The end of season three. The last three episodes, the big arc. I can't believe we, we did it, guys. Yeah. yeah. So this is episode 46 and 47. Yep. The big ripoff, the big break in, and the big blowout. Yeah, it's 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 the big arc of the season. I'm excited. I'm I'm like legitimately proud of us for getting this far into season three. I, exactly. I it didn't take us as long as I thought it would, so I'm 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 glad. Like I don't plan on like ever ending this podcast like incredibly you know soon if I ever do end it. But the <laughs> thing is, is like there's a part of me that sometimes wonders like, will I not be able to keep this up one day? And will I even be able to make it through the 87 series before that time? <laughs> you know, for people who are fans that are listening, don't worry. It's not like I'm getting, you know, burnt out. But there's a part of me that just, want, you know, I'm going to like stop podcasting. <laughs> but there's a part of me that wonders. <laughs> will okay. I be able to make it through this series? So, I, I mean, I, you've made it this far. I've yeah. made it this far. And after we make it through season four, we're halfway through all of this. Like those are the two biggest seasons. Yeah, season four is quite a beast as well. Yeah, um, I'm looking back through my notes. Uh, season three, episodes one through three. It looks like I made this April first, 2021. So it's been like I have seven months getting through just this season. Yeah. So after incredible. yeah, after we finish up uh, the Mirage comics, I'm actually thinking about maybe just taking like a month and only doing 87 for that month just so that we can just so that we can get <laughs> chisel away at that iceberg right <laughs> get a little bit more headway in it so i can i mean it is the 30th about. anniversary that uh or what what, what what anniversary it is that this year it's the 35th, 35th anniversary of the show 35th yeah yeah 
So I I think I think that's fine. I think we can dedicate a month to eighty seven. December of next year, we definitely will because I don't think anything Christmas is going to line up. And that you mean December of this year? December of this year, I mean yes. December of this year, I think we will dedicate the whole thing to. I mean, granted, we usually take the last two weeks of December off, but you know, we'll we'll just make it eighty seven week because <laughs> that's when it aired was in December. Oh, there you go. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening um, to the show. Uh, I say it every week. If you love us, let us know somewhere on the internet at Ninja Turtle PH. And I uh, just want to give it a shout out to some of the really nice messages that we got um, on our return episode. Um, Clint le- left us a fantastic little note on our Facebook page. Um, and I think it was Tara on uh, Instagram, right? Uh, it was Obi the Beard. Oh, Instagram. Tara said something nice too. Obi the oh. Beard was wrote us a really nice message uh, that he uh, is watching the show, uh, the '87 show with his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, with his kids. Yeah, with his say? kids, and um, yeah, like stuff like that, guys. Like we, it's it's so. I mean, I was I was I even showed these messages to my wife. Like, yeah, I did the I same. Like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've I've never done a podcast before where like where people write in and tell us like how much they enjoy listening to us talk about this kind of stuff. And honestly, like I'm getting a little teary eyed right now, like talk, yeah. like bringing this up, like, honestly, guys, like I thank you so much, like just genuinely from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Yeah. And it's great that you listen to us with your kids. I just want to apologize in advance for yeah. any trauma <laughs> I may have caused them or any explanations you I... had to make, whatever. <laughs> I, <laughs> thought about it and i was like i i don't we don't curse on this show but now i'm kind of like maybe i should keep an eye on what i say even more (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah guys thank you again so much for listening uh we love you uh hit us up anywhere on the internet um at ninja turtle ph um if you're enjoying the show leave us a review uh five stars if you can on uh apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts um you know hit us in the dms uh i know john kelso hits us up like all the time on on <laughs> instagram yeah. um and we and we enjoy talking to everybody so yeah guys we love you thank you again um and yeah yeah thank you so much that's our show this week until next time cowabunga dudes cowabunga enough talking now is the time to act Schwarzenegger impression, but Schwarzenegger doesn't have an impression of talking <laughs> like not like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I I think he he can drop the accent. Oh yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like I can't remember what he did it in, but like he can drop it. The thing is, like when it comes to dropping your accent in another language, like it takes a lot of focus and concentration on the way you're saying things, and like it does take effort to keep it up for sure.
Yeah, I knew a guy from, I think it was from South Africa. He had a very thick accent, but he could say, I like playing World of Warcraft, but like those W's were just so round. Oh. World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. The W's <laughs> are so Warcraft. hard. Yeah. For other for people that don't speak English. Like they're even kind of weird for English speakers. I get twisted up on them sometimes. Yeah. And I, <laughs> oh, I can barely speak. Yeah. Yeah. But uh who wants what next week? We got big ripoff, big break-in, big blowout. I would like a big blowout the finale. I'll take if the I'm, first one. If I may. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'll take the first one. Okay. Big ripoff. So just write an order. Perfect. Oh yeah. And that's in our that's our names. I know I have seen the big blowout because I did that for another podcast. Let's remember to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to be on, speaking of, uh, I'm going to be on Turtle Recall in t- two weeks. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's uh, great. They hit uh, they hit me up because they're they're getting to the Hokum Hair episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, uh, can we get uh, the internet's biggest Hokum Hair fan uh, on the show? <laughs> they, they hit me up like, like, last year. Is that the one where it's, it's like a couple and like he's seen all of them and she hasn't? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be on that show. Uh, we're recording it on the 28th. We were supposed to do it um, next Tuesday, but they delayed it. And so it's next, next Tuesday. Yeah, dude, that's what you should have brought up in our news. I Wait for it to drop. And then... I, yeah, I'm, I'm going right. to do it. Uh, I'll bring it up next week. Yeah. I mean, I guess people are going to be hearing it in this because I usually leave all this crap in it. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. hey, you know, surprise! If you, guys, if you guys are listening to the bonus content, I don't check it out. Uh, check out Turtle Recall. Uh, it is a great, great show. Yeah. Just two, just two of the nicest people too. Um, on on Twitter, just just so much fun to talk to. Yeah, they're they're not you know crotchety crotchety like we are arguing with people on the internet and stuff yeah Man, i'm actively wearing a cardigan that's how crunchy i am so. well okay i mean keith keith honestly is a lot better than mike and i mike and I mean, you I, guys never see what i'm wearing so <laughs> I'm wearing, am i wearing anything at all who knows i i i'd rather not think about it but <laughs> i'm wearing it's like i'm wearing nothing at all yeah, nothing at all flavors. nothing at all see, that's something you have to explain to your kids yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, sorry, Obi. <laughs> gotta, explain, gotta explain that reference to your kids. Right. Oh man. Anywho, I better get going to bed. Yeah. Same geez. It's late. All righty, guys. Always yeah. a pleasure. I will talk to you after we get off the call. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um. In. Uh, Legion, like two expansions ago, uh, there was a drop for uh, called a crab knife, and it was yes. literally just a toy that you could equip to your crab. And That's a crab, yeah. So, like any crab pet you had would have this giant knife. That's cool. I believe I was a troll hunter as well. I know I was a troll shaman, that was my main. But this was like 2007 or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's like, that like Wrath of the Lich King era. Yeah, that was the that was the expansion I, I ended with. Yeah. What, Burning uh, Crusade and then Wrath of the Lich King? I'm not going to try and convince you to come back because even I'm not really playing it right now. Yeah, I uh, absolutely do not have time for it. I do kind of miss it every now and then. but it's It's not the same. 
anymore. Um, in fact, like since the Blizzard stuff's been going down over the summer, um, like even I stopped playing as much as I have. Um, so yeah, it yeah, this is not the same, man. Yeah, I do miss the like on the fly team building. That was the like who's gonna be the tank? Who's gonna heal? How can we get through this? I, I really miss that part every now and then. But yeah, I mean, and the game kind of got away from that too. So like yeah. everybody was like a dedicated whatever. Um, like you still had like everybody in their assigned roles, but the pickup group op like aspect of it kind of got away from the game. Yeah. Um, they started catering catering more to like the hardcore raiders and stuff like that, and um. It was okay. Like I, I was in a good guild, but um, and I still talk to him daily, like on our Discord. But yeah, none of us play regularly anymore. Mm. Yeah, I hit level sixty, which I believe was the cap at the time, and I was like, "Well, done with this." Well, level sixty <laughs> is the cap again. Oh. <laughs> they uh, squished everything down. So the way you do it now is you. Uh, when you make a new character, you can either start in like the one through 10 area for everyone, which is like this little uh, area that teaches you how to play your class mm-hmm. and gets you to 10. And then at 10, you, you've beaten the area. And so you go back to your faction capital and you talk to one of the bronze dragons who like control time and they send you, you basically pick an expansion to level through for 10 to 50. Oh, weird. Huh. Um, and it could be any one of the expansions. You, you can change expansions if you want to. Um, you're not necessarily locked into it, but it's to kind of give you the chance to experience those like other expansions. So you could just do Burning Crusade. You could just do um, Wrath of the Lich King. But it's kind of weird because you're doing it with like the current way to play the game mm-hmm. so it's like the because the old systems are built around like you know moves and stuff that aren't in the game anymore right hmm. interesting so you can kind of cheese some stuff you can uh so it's like it's super easy and, you know anyway i play on a private server now so yeah there you go <laughs> You excited about the Bengals, Keith? I am. I'm not are they excited. Going to, are they going to the Super Bowl? They're going to the playoffs. Super oh. Bowls in February. So they're in February. They are in the playoffs for the first time in a couple of years, six years. They lost five in a row, five years in a row, first round of the playoffs. So knock on wood, they'll beat the Raiders this weekend. We'll see. I gotta say, man, I was hoping for that tie because I just hate the Steelers so much. And if the <laughs> If the Chargers and Raiders would have tied, the Steelers would have been out. Didn't work for me, though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, screw the Steelers. For real. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. I hope, like, Roethlisberger gets some sort of terrible injury in his last game ever. That would just be the perfect send-off. Oh, wow. Like, debilitating right. knee injury. I don't know if I could ever go that far on, on wishing doom on people, but oh man, I respect it. <laughs> he's a he's a known rapist. You don't feel bad for it. Oh, really? He is. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. That oh, I yeah. Know. 
yep. break break all of his ankles then. Okay. Yeah. I mean go ahead and bust him up then. You know, never convicted, but you can only be uh I I live by the philosophy that like you could only be accused of something that serious uh six times and at least like two of them have to be true, right? And definitely more than that. So I mean, yeah, like <laughs> You know, it's what is that like? If everybody in the room hates you, yeah, <laughs> but you think everybody else is wrong, you're probably the one. there's yeah. probably a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. And please don't cancel me like they did Hannibal Burris when he said the same thing about Bill Cosby. But I mean, he was right about Bill Cosby. <laughs> Throwing that out there, hindsight. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's 2020. Yeah, man. It's 2022 now. It is 2022 now. It still feels like 2020. Every time I see 2022, I'm like, someone mistyped that. It should be 2020. I know. There's always those years you get like stuck on and you always want to like write that year in instead of the year it actually is. I just got out of doing 2021. So like my muscle memory is giving me 2022 now. So I like almost never write a dates anymore i just realized my work has very little paperwork <laughs> i only have to when i'm like depositing checks for work and that's the form i have to fill out uh-huh um i do it on my number pad and 2020 was so easy i'm still used to it like <laughs> 20, 2020 was a weird year because like um, well yeah <laughs> for well yeah in general but for um writing checks and like emails and stuff um you had to be really careful with like for us because we had to normally like you would write like one twelve twenty two, um. So for twenty twenty, whenever we did that, we would have to write out twenty twenty. Because the the reasoning was that I was given was that uh, because the because the century is twenty, um anybody could fill like anybody could change the year like you know somebody could write in 19 and essentially backdate something oh interesting um or postdate something so if you wrote 2020 that took that ability away from somebody that was trying to counterfeit or forge your um whatever you did that's awesome it was it was something weird that i'd learned and i was like oh that actually makes a lot of sense to do that so yeah me you know it also made sense these four issues hey yeah should we get recording (laughs) uh i'm waiting for my computer to restart any second now so uh real quick do we have any news for this week um other than 2012 getting taken off of hulu um i got nothing it's been kind of 125 will be coming out the day after this episode releases uh, 125 next week yeah um other than that no mm-hmm. toy news has been quiet uh been arguing with people all all day about some dudes making some like screen accurate size from the first movie uh-huh and he's charging like 350 bucks uh-huh. and yeah like it, they're pricey but they're really nice and they're screen accurate and it looks like they're made out of like aluminum and you know it's they're really they look like they're high quality and so a bunch of dudes are like oh i could do that for 30 bucks and i'm like you can't make these for 30 bucks and they're like oh i'm gonna get these on wish and just wrap them in leather it's like okay but that's not screen accurate then you're just 
you're doing a cheap you know thing that looks good to you like which is fine yeah <laughs> but you're not you're you're not doing the argument you think you're making yeah so. i honestly couldn't make that argument because i just don't know enough about pricing uh metalwork and creating stuff which, yeah and, and it's like it's fine if you want like to if you want just some size on your uh on your wall like that's totally fine like do do some cheap ones that you're proud of that look good to you but mm-hmm. you can't really use that as an argument and like they're like oh like well you know it's in the eye of the beholder and it's like no screen accuracy is not subjective it either is screen accurate or it isn't mm-hmm. like you can't like there, there's no like you know oh you know it's it's mostly there it's like no it's either there or it, <laughs> or it isn't yeah so if like the guy's selling it as screen accurate, it's got to be screen accurate. Otherwise, yeah. then no, he's lying. Yeah. Anyway, that was my stupid thing that I've been arguing with people about today. Uh, come come back to the come back to the groups, Keith. I, man, I do not even <laughs> want to start with them for exactly this reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not not always the funnest. No, I I get enough uh, arguing about turtles on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but we don't argue, we don't argue though. We don't. I don't no, think we've no, ever no, no. argued. No, no. What do you mean so. we don't argue? We argue. No, we haven't. What do you mean you hate rise? <laughs> Those are we haven't argued. Those are fighting words. <laughs> no, I mean I think I think that's part of what makes us so enjoyable too is like you know we have different opinions but it's like we all respect you know, each other like i would never tell you guys you're you know you're wrong right? yeah well that's that's kind of what my once again like that was kind of like one of the whole goals of making this podcast was is that i mean first off it was kind of the thing where it felt like everyone that made podcasts was people that were fans during turtle mania and so you kind of always heard people talking you know turtle mania uh and so i kind of wanted to have something with you know, a younger voice, I guess, in there <laughs> became a fan a little bit later, but I still wanted to keep, you know, other people that were fans of later things and other things. And I, yeah, like I said, I just wanted stuff with different perspectives so that, you know, everyone that's a fan of all different groups of turtles can have a place where someone is at least saying something they like. I think, I think that's our, one of our big benefits is, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, like the three of us have like, you know, I'm the oldest one, but like, I love the newer stuff more than, a lot of the older stuff so it's like we're, i think we're represented very well mm-hmm. yeah yeah we cover a lot of bases i don't think we've hit anything we majorly hate yet and i mean we made it through the christmas specials that's saying something. yeah and that's the thing is like even even <laughs> the stuff that like everybody's like oh like like the stuff that's cool to hate like yeah. you know at least i thoroughly enjoy so yeah no i'm like i'm the podcast edge lord yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the 2003 fan. Oh, yeah. exactly. Cast Edge Lord. You should put that in your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast Edge Lord. <laughs> anyway, right. I think I'm ready to start whenever y'all are. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready. All right, so my computer shuts down. Well, hopefully, it's not in the middle of me saying something. Yeah. Right. You paused right and you said my, and so I thought that your computer was. Like, <laughs> it's been doing it's been doing this thing now where it will hiccup, and so like everything will freeze, and I'm like, okay, here it is, 
and then like a second later it puts me like it's fine <laughs> and so it did that to me on uh let's say wednesday it did, the, it did that to me on monday and i was like right in the middle of a game on overwatch with some friends um it was like <laughs> it was like 12 30 at night and like we'd been we'd just been playing for hours and having a great time and then yeah like right in the middle of the last match it did it to me i was like you know what i'm just going to bed because we only we only play like when a certain mode plays and so it's the mode is live tonight so like as soon as uh we're done i'm gonna go jump on there oh man we better uh we better get recording there now we're part of the the late night crew they're not even all on yet okay Anyway, <clears throat> by the way, we should probably get recording because I have to get a sip of water here real quick. And then, yeah, and so does Keith, you know, different time zones. <laughs> you mean you're not, you mean you're not Pacific Coast? Yeah, it's not almost seven o'clock here, it's closer to nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah, all right. <laughs>